0: Go. One, two, I love coaching, and I love talking about coaching just as much. I created Coffee House Coaching as a space to have conversations with other executive coaches to learn about their journey, their practice, and their philosophy. I'm your host, Gary Nowak, and today I'm back with Kate Hill. She's a previous guest in episode number two on Coffeehouse Coaching. Some highlights from our discussion. Getting out there daily on TikTok, her one millionth view in less than four months and 21,000 shares. TikTok and the wonderful analytics it provides and the structure that it creates to easily get out and reach a lot of people. She uses Linda as the alter ego as a terrible boss, being famous and the 30-minute intro call. People love to see who is going to coach them. Get out there and find your people. You've got to show up, Be visible and be yourself. Her weekly newsletter. And finally, using humor, as you know, something near and dear to my heart. Okay, let me get out of your way so you can sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Kate Hill. Hey guys, let's go. Kate, great to have you back again. Thanks for joining me on this podcast.
1: You're very welcome as always. Pleasure to be here
0: it's been about a year since we spoke somewhere around there and i know you've been doing a lot of self promoting marketing and my feeling is new coaches want to learn from your experience and the success that you've been seeing and i just want you to share some of that success and outline what your mindset was in creating the content that you're creating and how you've been marketing yourself over the past year
1: cool gosh where do i start so i started off doing i did an instagram course Really good little sort of branding, how to get out there, how to not be afraid of doing videos. And I think it was like 300 pounds or something. And it was a really good course to start with because it helped me with the branding and colors and the fonts and all that sort of stuff. So it's helped me get some foundations in place and it also helped me show up. So it was really, really pushing. If you want to coach, you want to see who you're going to get coached by. You can't just put on lovely quotes on. Facebook and think that somebody's going to sign up to you. They need to see what you look like, hear the sound of your voice, get an idea of what sort of personality you've got. So I started doing videos on on reels on Instagram and I got quite a bit of traction and I thought it was going to go somewhere, but I have to say, I haven't had, I don't think I've had one lead off Instagram. I still show up there once or twice a week, but I don't put lots of effort into it. And then started doing reels on Facebook. That took off, that went crazy, Got went from no followers to 1500 quite quickly. So
0: tell me about a reel. What's a reel?
1: Oh, what's a reel? It's a short form video, basically. It's on Instagram. It used to be 60 seconds. I think it's now 90. A reel on Facebook is 60 seconds, which is really annoying because if you record a 90 second one on Instagram, you have to edit it to put it on Facebook. If you put it on Facebook as a 90 second reel, it just converts it to a video, which means it doesn't get pushed out to lots of different people. Reels, reels are quite good for getting going out to your audience who's not already a follower. And then that's how you get new followers. And then I realized actually my audience is more, is predominantly professional people. So why am I mucking about the edges on Instagram and Facebook? Actually the place where the professionals hang out is LinkedIn. So this is all trial and error (laughs) over a number of weeks and months. I joined a business of coaching group with a fantastic coach called Joanna Lott, who has a coaching group of about at any one time, I think it's women. She targets women in the coaching arena, her Facebook group is called. And I joined her group and the main sort of core message that she gets across is, You've got to get out there. You've got to be visible. Don't worry about the people who think what. who does she think she is <laughs> showing up and trying to be thinking she knows what she's talking about because those people aren't your people. The people who go, oh, that looks interesting. They're your people and everyone else will scroll on by and don't worry about it. And as soon as she said that message, I was like, oh yeah, because I had a hang up, particularly about showing up on video on LinkedIn that my ex-colleague's from my marketing agency that I used to be the MD of would be like, (laughs) you know, what's she doing showing up thinking she's a leadership coach?
0: Just a question around that, because you have a background in marketing. Do you want to spend a little bit of time on that, how that's been helpful for you in this and how it could be helpful for others that may be considering this?
1: Yeah, I was 15 years in a marketing agency. We were a sports marketing and PR agency. So there's a certain amount of creativity that goes on there, knowing that you've got to have a voice, knowing that you've got to use media. But of course, back in the day, when I was started in the 90s, we didn't have social media. So I can't say that's where I learned my trade at all. But I certainly have an interest in marketing and an interest in creativity. So I suppose how my current marketing efforts are playing out is that they are helping me use that pent up creativity that maybe I'm not using it elsewhere in, in business. And so, yeah, so I, I guess that's it, but I, w- I wouldn't say that you have to have a marketing marketing background to do marketing for yourself. My, my personal view is you've got to show up, you've got to be visible and you've got to be yourself and that's all you can be. And that's all you really want people to see and buy if you're showing up trying to pretend you're somebody else, or although I do try and pretend I'm somebody else because I'm pretending I'm an awful manager in some of my, in those of my videos, but I'm still being authentically me, having fun with it, but I'm not trying to be better than I am or more than I am. Because then when people buy you, then they're disappointed and you don't, don't want that. <laughs>
0: it's, it's all about authenticity. So tell me about a reel. What goes into it? What are you thinking? What's the mindset? And just for clarity, you're about 60 seconds to 90 seconds on most reels, correct?
1: So let me just be clear on this. So reels are on Instagram and on Facebook. On TikTok, they're just called TikToks. They don't call them reels or videos, I don't think. Maybe they do. But anyway, we call them TikToks. I was marketing away on LinkedIn and getting some interest and some calls and getting some people signing up to my email newsletter and some people signing up to my five-step guide to impactful leadership, which is my free leadership guide. So I was getting some people adding coming into my world, but it was quite slow going. And then I had a glass of wine one quiet, boring Tuesday night in January and thought, kids are on TikTok, I'm going to try a TikTok. So I just did a TikTok and I did it as a manager who didn't have the nerve to correct one of their staff who wasn't coming in to work on time. And it seemed to go down quite well. And I got quite a few followers and likes in that one video. And I thought, I have heard you need to show up. So I just carried on doing it. So I've been doing one every day since the 11th of January. You can do them for 15 seconds if you want. I choose to do 60 seconds-ish. And you can do up to 10 minutes now on TikTok because they're trying to compete with YouTube.
0: So you've been doing one a day since when? 11th of January. 11th of January. And we're sitting here in April. Yeah. What's your mindset going into recording one on a daily basis?
1: Okay. So I record them once a week and have them in my drafts. And then I really drop them every day, the first thing in the morning. Yeah. So all through the week, day and night, things come to mind. And I think ha, TikTok, write it down in my Evernote. And then I get to it on a Saturday or a Sunday, depending on what's going on at the weekend. And I just literally just go down the list and fire them off. Sometimes it's literally one take. Sometimes I don't even bother scripting it. Sometimes it's a little bit more complicated than that. It takes me a couple of takes, but it's much easier than it was when I was first doing Instagram reels, where I was being me giving people advice. So I said it originally when I was doing Instagram, I was doing, why oh, do you ever have that thing when you procrastinate about a big project? Well, why don't you try this? Top tips from Kate. And I would have to record that over and over again because I kept on tripping over myself. Whereas with the TikToks I'm doing, I'm in an alter ego who's a bad manager called Linda. And some for some reason, being somebody else, I can just do it in one take.
0: So you're catching ideas as you go and you're recording in one fell swoop. You take a Saturday and you just go one after another. What are you thinking when you say, oh, that's a good idea for TikTok? What goes through your mind? And how do you know your audience is connecting
1: well, those are two different questions. So the first question, what goes through my mind is literally anything that comes up in a conversation that during that week that actually happens. So for instance, I go to a monthly board meeting, one of my clients, I'm actually a director there and I sit on the board as the HR director effectively. And I, every single month we cannot connect to the, the screen to get the investors up on teams every time. And every time the managing director says, oh, have we not got it plugged in yet? And every time, oh, can we see him? Oh, Oh, no, the audio is not working. Oh, you're on mute every time. And I'm literally sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, this is a TikTok waiting to happen. It comes out on TikTok. A lot of it is just literally life happens. I write it down. Sometimes it's a story somebody told me about something that happened at their work, and I nick it and stick it in a TikTok. The one about the woman speaking to her boss saying, "Oh, that weird f- work experience girl. She's really strange. Oh, she's your daughter. Oh, sorry, she's a lovely girl, lovely hair." That actually happened to a friend of mine. So on and so on. So a lot of it is like any humour is often the comedians. Not that I'm a comedian, but comedians will tell you, don't they, that they just they're just observing all the time. And some of it's historical. Some of it's how I was as a leader. I used to shout at people and know that they were upset and not do anything about it. And I cringe now about how bad I was, but now I'm, I'm atoning for it now by educating others.
0: (laughs) So I did a terrible job at layering my questions earlier. So the second part of that question was who is your target audience?
1: Who is my target audience? So I've got two target audiences. I've got individuals who just want some help with their career, want to be a better leader, want to show up with more purpose and clarity, want to enjoy what they do and do it well, want to inspire their team, whatever it is. And they're happy to either invest in themselves and they pay for themselves or they get their company to pay for it or their organization to pay for it as part of their training and development, learning and development. And then I've got another audience, which is corporates who want to invest in their people and give them really good benefit that not only makes them feel good, but also makes them perform better. It increases retention, engagement, motivation. And believe it or not, I'm getting both of those from TikTok, which I just think is crazy. I thought I was going to get quite a few disenchanted millennials who were a bit fed up at work and then would come and say, I have 50 pounds to spend on coaching. And I would have said, lovely, bye, because that's not how it works. (laughs) I do six-month leadership programs that really transform people from A to B. And really give them clarity and transformational sustained change. I think it's quite a journey from watching me being a bad manager, Linda, on a 60 second video on TikTok to then deciding I'm the coach for them. And I, that to me is the bit that I'm still going. Really? What, 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 What?
0: So tell me about that first call. Somebody reaches out to you. You know that they saw you on TikTok. How do you conduct that first call?
1: Um, So when they book a call, if they've booked it literally because they've gone onto my website and seen that they can book a call that way, or if I've, I've got a call setter who's helping me make calls through TikTok, so he's approaching people, so that sometimes it comes that way, whatever way it comes, I send them an email. If I haven't already had a DM conversation, a conversation in the direct messages with them, so I know what the situation is, if I don't know that, I send them an email. So I send them an email saying, thanks for booking a call. It'd be really helpful if you could answer some questions before we have the call to make really good use of the time. And I ask them some practical stuff. What organization do you work with and which country are you in? Because that's quite useful to know what time zones and stuff like that. And what's their biggest challenge? What do they want to get out of the call? I make it relatively optional. Oh, I say, have you got a LinkedIn profile and would you want to connect with me? So I'm doubling back to the other places. And that's really helpful because gives me a bit of a heads up. And then literally we have 30 minutes on the call and I say to them, let's spend the first 10 minutes or so talking about your challenge, your situation, what you need some help with. We can talk about, and I do a little bit of coaching in that and just to show them how it works. And then I ask them if they want to hear more about coaching, tell them more about it. And then I ask them if they want to hear more about what I have to offer. Quite a few of those, an astounding number, get to the end of a 30 minute call and say, yes, please, where do I sign? Send me a contract, send me an invoice. And then they start the next day. Excellent. A
0: couple things that I wanted to talk about is the alter ego in Linda. Are you always in that character?
1: I am always Linda, but I sometimes Linda's a really nasty character and she's just horrid to her people. And other times Linda's quite a put upon person from her boss. And sometimes she's got good advice to give. So there is a little bit of a mixture of of hating linda feeling a bit sorry for linda but then she probably deserves it and then oh actually linda's got some quite good stuff to say every now and then but then she i try and make it funny by even if she's got something good to say so there's one video where she advises jason i think it is on how to to manage his direct report and she and it's quite useful advice and then right at the end she comes back with no no i haven't got time for your one-to-one off you go So she's she's always a bitch at the end,
0: so to speak. And
1: (laughs) I did
0: did want to follow up on one thing because you you have materials as well. So tell tell me about your newsletter.
1: It's a weekly newsletter. You join it at newsletter one, regardless of when you signed up, sort of thing. So it's not topical. I don't release it every week. I've written. A year's worth sort of thing, and they just go out. So in actual fact, I'm running up. I've got about five weeks left, and I need to write some more. (laughs) It's everything from I take a little a topic, which might be imposter syndrome or procrastination, or two great questions you should ask yourself if you're not sure what you're doing, type of thing. So things that people can actually do, through to a little bit more overt marketing. So just you know, if you're at a crossroads, give me a call. And yeah, I've got I've now got having had sort of crept up gradually. Probably took me three or four months to get. 80, I've now got 587.
0: And you just did a milestone on LinkedIn, is that right?
1: I just published a milestone on LinkedIn. It was a TikTok milestone that I'd shouted about on LinkedIn because I wanted people to know. And I was trying to get the LinkedIn community to to stop sneering at TikTok. <laughs> it's not just a millennial or a Gen Z thing. It's it's a proper marketing tool that we need to take seriously. Or <laughs> anyway, us in the UK can. I'm not sure about you in the States whether what's going to happen, but it's a valuable way of reaching people. And my my purpose is to do meaningful work by de facto with as many people as possible. And this is the way I'm getting my message to people. And what I find amazing is that some of these people who are connecting with me work for with the National Health Service, our health service over here in the UK, and our Transport for London, I've had a conversation with them, they want me to potentially do something with a group so some group coaching a yeah another marketing agency that so it's, it's something to be taken seriously anyway so yeah the milestone was that one my big video that seems to have blown up has got a million views and the crazy thing is that it's not just the million views it's the shares and the comments and the likes as well it's just i just find it interesting that it's in, that it's resonated with people that they want to share it with others so it's had 21000 shares so somebody has forwarded it on to somebody else that many times, 7,000 people have saved it as a favorite.
0: How do people find you on TikTok?
1: Okay, that's so. Do you have TikTok? I do not. Do you not? Okay, so you don't have it. So it's the reason why it's so brilliant for people who are content creators is that you don't just see the people that you are connected with. So on LinkedIn, you basically get the people you're connected with and maybe the comments that they make on somebody else's. So you get a feed that you're used to. You, you know, that's how it is. On TikTok, the algorithm knows that you like. Um, tap dancing frogs so if you've liked a tap dancing frog video you'll get another tap dancing frog video don't know why i chose tap dancing frogs you look like a type of guy who might like tap dancing frogs
0: who doesn't everybody does everybody likes a tap dancing frog come on let's be honest
1: (laughs) and so i like music comedy and leadership so my it's called fyp your for you page page that it chucks you on you you get the for you pages the priority for them it just gives you that so for whatever reason i'm if you searched for leadership development, you find me. If you have looked at somebody else's leadership stuff, it comes up in your for you page. And yeah. And then and the other thing about TikTok that's really interesting is that you get really good statistics. The, you can find out how long people have been on your videos for how many people watched to the end, you know, what the engagement is just, it's off the charts. The analytics is miles better than anything else that you get on any other platform.
0: So it sounds like you have tags on your videos, leadership development. Are there any other tags on your, like executive coaching?
1: Yeah. So I have hashtags. I have about 12 hashtags that I put on every single one, which is everything that you can imagine. Personal development, leadership coaching, leadership skills. And then depending on what the video is about, maybe something else, performance appraisals or whatever the subject matter is. So people can find stuff through the hashtags. My understanding of it is that you get prioritized if TikTok can recognize what you're talking about with even without the hashtags if you whatever you're saying and or and if you have your captions turned on which you should definitely do you need to have captions turned on because a lot of people watch it without the sound and then it triggers the algorithm to to get what you are even if you didn't have any hashtags my my sort of secret, it's not a secret, is that I label everything leadership development. So all of my videos have leadership development at the top and that leadership development text stays on the video the whole time. I also put a, another title which shows up on the home screen page. So when you, if you go into my, my account, it will, you can see, oh, this one's about boss being tight about expenses, or this one's about her not doing her appraisal properly. And so you can choose which ones you look at. And you can, when you look at somebody's homepage, you can also, or account page, you can also see how many other people have watched that video. So you tend to migrate to the ones that have already been seen a lot because you think, oh, that must be good is popular.
0: Have you ever been approached, because I get approached all the time on LinkedIn with people, we can grow your coaching business, we can get 10 times the revenue. Have you ever gone down that path or reached out to anybody to discuss that?
1: No. Other than I have done this business of coaching program, but that's, she didn't reach out to me. I think I can't, I think I found her, but yeah, lots of, lots and lots of people through all of the platforms, actually mostly on Instagram. They seem to be most on Instagram saying, you know, do you want to 10X your revenue or do you want to do 10 grand a month or whatever it is? And yeah, no, thanks.
0: If we, if I were to talk to you in a year or two years from now, what would you like to be saying regarding your business?
1: Oh, that I've got a, a sellout group coaching program, which is best in class. I don't have to market it. And I have a one-to-one signature program, which is just very, very highly sought after with a waiting list. And it's lots and lots of money per six-month program.
0: What's your goal? Is it a monetary goal? Is it a number of client goal? Because we talk, and I talk to a lot of people about this. It's It depends on where they're at in their career with coaching is they've got this great job. They're working at a great organization, wonderful place, and they make substantial money. So a lot of people will say, Until I can replace the income that I'm making at ABC Company, coaching is just going to have to be a bit on the back burner.
1: My ambition is that at the moment I've got consultancy clients that I work for and I do in general business advisory type work, but also a lot of HR consultancy. And my ambition is that I would reduce the HR consultancy to really strategic HR stuff and coaching. And then my coaching arm would be the primary source of income. I'd love to earn more than I do now. I make good money now, but I'd love to earn even more. But I suppose my core reason, my core driver and why I work So hard at the moment is because I'm launching effectively. I'm I'm still in the launch phase, really, of this new business. I would just want to. I want to be able to do that meaningful work, which is the core value that drives me. And yeah, and and not spend so much time doing admin, hustling for new stuff. I just want to just be able to do the coaching and make the difference to it to to people because it is. You know, coaching has transformed me and my life and my approach, my mindset, my my sort of feeling of opportunity, how I respond to negative situations. So much has changed because of coaching. And I just would love to share that with more people. I did want to
0: share some takeaways that I was getting. And thanks for all that. Very insightful. I was going to walk down a path of how do you start TikTok? But I'm guessing if it's me, I'm just going to go on YouTube and figure that out. But And you've given good tips already. So the things that, that I'm taking away are just get started. Put it out there. When I reflect back on this podcast, because I started my first podcast about two years ago, and I am way more in the court of just start doing it. Don't overanalyze it. Same thing here. Get on, record yourself, because you look very well prepared for the TikToks or any of the videos. You have different backgrounds, it appears. You're looking off camera, so it appears like you're talking to someone else, and I'm sure all of this is conscious for you. So get started, and don't worry about Like, who does she think she is making videos? Anybody can make videos. Second thing is TikTok. You mentioned Instagram and LinkedIn, very conventional. But the way you spoke about the algorithms for TikTok lead you to believe you don't have to be connected. People just have to want to see the content. And it doesn't matter if you're linked together or not. If the content's out there and you're resonating with somebody, that is positive. And then in what I reflect on with the alter ego with Linda, it takes on a real life person that they're kind of shit to you, but they do have some good things, but that they go back to being shit again. And I'm, and you said it, you said, if it's you, if it's Kate talking, Kate stumbles and is walking all over herself and is just fumbling where Linda is just straight out real, a nasty person or sometimes helpful or something else. So I firmly believe in that with, I do say when I'm in business, sometimes if you're going to in an executive presentation, if you're going into a meeting, sometimes you need to be in character. And if you're going to present in front of a board, you need to take on a different persona. And that's fundamentally what I took away from that. Am I going to jump on TikTok tomorrow? That is a good question. <laughs> I don't know, because the reason I started this podcast and the way I'm transforming it a little bit in 2023 is just to talk more about stuff like this. Because I know you and I interviewed you and you were nice enough to share your journey. But I'm just thinking, why wouldn't anybody try to do this that's trying to grow their business and just see what happens? It's The investment has to be minimal. I can't believe something that starts is going to cost you a nickel, really. TikTok account's free if you have a microphone. If not, does it matter? And I'm guessing you record on your phone, you load it up, you download the videos, so you just start getting it out there and you are seeing great success with that. I think it's very inspirational for anybody that's uh, that's listening. And one thing I did want to ask you is there's humor in your videos and it's very dry British humor. And does any of that get into your coaching, your humor when you're actually working with a client?
1: It does to some extent. I think probably the first thing the humor bit does is to put people at ease but before the first call. So I think some people, when they're thinking, oh, I could do with some help is, it, is there something called a coach? Is it an executive co- or a leadership? Co- oh, that sounds a bit scary. And they imagine some sort of formal from one of the big consultancies suited and booted, probably middle-aged man. Uh, and it seems a bit intimidating and they might feel like they're having to perform, but because they've met Linda, <laughs> who's a bit rubbish, they and, and some people like literally the first call I have with them, they come up on the Zoom or I come up on the Zoom and they're like, <gasps> I can't believe it's you. It's almost like I'm famous. It's bizarre. I've only got 20,000 or 22,000 whatever it is followers, but they're immediately at ease. And then I say, "Okay, come on, let's talk about what's going on with you." So that bit of it definitely the humor puts them at ease. And then in the actual coaching itself, to be fair, there is it is mostly not serious, but it is focused. I do my my drive to do meaningful work means that I don't want to be frivolous and silly. But at the same time, I'd like it to feel light and uplifting and positive, but also have clarity and purpose and vision. But yeah, there's a as a marry of the two. I don't, I'm not cracking jokes all the way through for coaching sessions.
0: See, because that's all I do is crack jokes, or at least I try to. So maybe I ought to change my coaching practice. Anyway, you're going to have to send me some videos because I will absolutely, for the listeners out there, post some of your videos on the link to this podcast so they can get a flavor for it and your website, because I'm sure everything's linked into there, I would imagine.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, absolutely.
0: What's the website where they can find you?
1: It's waterfallhill.co.uk.
0: Waterfallhill.co.uk.
1: Yeah, waterfall, not waterfall. <laughs> waterfall, <laughs> waterfall. <Hill. laughs> when you go, I go to America and I say, "Can I have some water," and they look at you like you're an alien, and I say, "Water, nah, water, mm-hmm. water." Oh, yeah. Why didn't you say?
0: It's always in the A's. It's always in our vowels. Yeah, it trips us up every single time.
1: Have you not seen Downton Abbey or something like that? Do you not know that's how we say water?
0: Of course we do. You're dealing with the wrong... I have a passport. A lot of Americans don't even have a passport. And not every British show makes it over here because they need subtitles. Like, what are they saying? I know it's English, but I can't understand a darn thing that they're saying. What does rubbish mean anyway? Kate, thank you so much for your time. Really interesting. And I think uh, TikTok may get a few more people to jump on to give it a go, see what happens.
1: Absolutely. I recommend it. Recommend it.
0: Thank you. Thanks.